John chapter 11. The Bible says, and verse 1, And now a certain man, a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Skip to verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. 22, but I know that even now, whatsoever thou we ask of God, God will give it to thee. Whatever we ask of God today, may he release it unto all. And Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. This morning I want to speak to you on what I titled you shall rise again. You shall rise again. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 10 and verse 10 the scripture says the thief has come only to steal, kill and to destroy. Jesus said I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That is to say, one of the evidence of the very fact that Jesus is in your life is that you have life to the fullest. One of the evidence also that Jesus is not in your life is that a lot of things are dead. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The Bible said in the book of John chapter 1, in him was life. And that life was the light of men. So if you are experiencing death in your life, it may be that the spiritual diagnosis is the absence of Jesus. How do we talk about a Jesus that rose up on the third day and is seated on the right hand side of the Father? That that Jesus is in your life. And there are many things in your life that are not going well. You talk about your business, your business is dead. You talk about your family, your family is dead. You talk about your career, your career is dead. When you see a lot of dead things, it is an evidence that Jesus is not there. Because one of the greatest things that indicates that Jesus is in a thing is that things that Jesus is in have life. Have come that you may have life and have it in abundance, not have the life. Some people's destiny are on oxygen support. 
some people right now, it seems like their destiny is on life support. If you take off the oxygen, it is gone. Some people's marriages, it is just quarter to go. By the next offense, they file a divorce. That is a, that is a marriage that Jesus is not in. If Jesus is in that marriage, the marriage will not die. If you like, some people will tell you fake it till you make it. If Jesus is in a thing, you, you don't need to fake it. You make it. Tell your neighbor, I will make it. How do we talk about the resurrection and the life in your life? And your life is on life support. One of the ways you know that something is on life support is that you are supporting it. Every, if you ever go to the ICU, you discover that some people are breathing through a breathing machine. A man that is on breathing machine, if you take off that machine, that man is gone. I discovered in the ICU, you have one nurse looking at one patient. Why? Because anything can happen. I don't know how you came into this service. Maybe your, your, your future, your career, your destiny, your life, your health is on life support. I release the life of Jesus to you now. In this service, I decree and I declare, may the life of Jesus be released to you. If you believe it, let me hear your amen like thunder. Anything that steals the life of God in you, your career, your marriage, and your business is not from God. Anything. Whatever that makes your relationship, you know some people don't have good relationship with their family. In that family, everybody's fighting each other. That's not the home where Jesus is king. This morning, I believe that Jesus will restore life to your family. One of the key things about the Messiah is that he has the power to overcome death. Why we call him Messiah? Why we call him the Christ? It's because he has the ability to bring life into a dead situation. That is the only difference that makes him different from every other prophet. Listen to this. When he was asking uh, the disciples, who the people say that I am? Some people said he's like Elijah. He's Elijah. He's the this. He's the that. What makes him different from every other person? Hear me. It's not that the other people did not heal the sick. Of course, even some of them went ahead and raised the dead. But Jesus is the only person that even when people were dead and buried, just by mere contact with Jesus, they came back to life. The natural, about something about Jesus naturally is anytime Jesus is in a thing, life is restored. And guess what? Even the death could not conquer him because he has the power over death. What I'm speaking to you this morning, whatever troubled your father, the God that we serve, First Samuel chapter 2, one verse 6, the Bible says that the Lord kill it and make it alive. That's why he's Lord. The Bible says he bring it down to the grave and he bring it up. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18. Jesus said, I am the living one. I was once dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. I have the keys to death and the grave. The Jesus that you gave your life to has power over death. That's why you discover even if a believer passes on, we call it a translation to what? To glory. Because you move from 
the physical into the spiritual. You move from one dimension into another. When Christ is in you, that's why the Bible says Christ in you, the hope. When you have Christ in you, you become glorified. Somebody, when people see you tomorrow morning, they will see glory all over you. Luke chapter 24, verse 46. He told them, the Messiah will suffer and will rise from the dead on the third day. That is to tell you this is the evidence that this is the Messiah. I'm saying all this to prove to you that one of the things about Jesus is the ability to make dead things come alive. So when I'm telling you that you will rise again, I'm not saying you will rise again because people just say those words. I'm saying it because Jesus is in your life. And so nothing is anything that is good is not permitted to die when Jesus is in you. Your marriage cannot die when Jesus is in you. Your career cannot die when Je hear me, hear me, hear me. When Jesus is in you, it doesn't matter where you find yourself. And I've declared it in this better covenant assembly of God. I say, even though you sell peanuts, even though you sell shoes, when Jesus enters your shoes, people when they wear it, they begin to walk on water, they will begin to look for your in the story we just read in the book of John chapter 11, the Bible tells us about the story of a man named Lazarus. The Bible says this man Lazarus was sick. So his siblings, Mary and Martha, they did something. They went to look for Jesus. They told Jesus, the one whom you love is sick. Now pause for a moment. One would ask, why is this story very important? Pastor, why did you bring it at this time? If you talk about Jesus that people can't see in your life, I don't really think you are believing the right thing. People will question. If people look at your life and Jesus is not making your life any better, they don't want to serve the God that you serve. Then that means all our celebration on Easter is a waste of time. Because you cannot say he resurrected from the dead. You cannot put living thing in a place and every... And it's inside of you. And you still remain dead. Something that is dead does not have heartbeat. So this morning, what I'm trying to make you understand is that resurrection power that is in Jesus, when he enters you, everything in your life begins to receive life. Amen. Why is this story important? Of the seven miracles that Jesus did and that was described in the book of John, it's not like there were not many. Every of these miracles were, were written by John to portray his power as Messiah. I start with this, John chapter 2. The Bible says that he turned water into wine. What does that mean? That God can give joy to a situation that is sad. A situation where people are weary and no joy once Jesus enters that situation, there is joy. Like a lot of people, when you come into church, you may have a sad countenance. Immediately you enter, you begin to see joy happen in your life. Number two, in John chapter four, the Bible talks about a centurion. If you read it in the book of Luke, the Bible also talks about 
a man who was called a centurion in, in the book of uh, John chapter 4, the Bible calls him a nobleman whose servant was sick. And the man called Jesus and said, Jesus, also in Canaan, please come. The, my son is sick. My servant is sick. The Bible says, and all the people in that place begged Jesus and said, Jesus, please, you must follow this man. Because one of the people that built the synagogue for us. Jesus said, I will go. He came to a point, the man said, you know, I'm a man under authority. I tell people to come and they come. I tell people to go and they go. Please just say a word. And I believe my servant will be healed. The Bible says immediately Jesus said the word go. The Bible says at that moment, the man's son became healed. The man's servant became healed, depending on what translation or depending on which of the gospels that you read. So at this point in time, we can see that Jesus can heal things that are sick. If you keep moving, you discover that he fed the 5,000. That is to say he can provide food for those that don't have food. So if you don't have food, why are you quarreling and fighting? I know people say a hungry man is an angry man. When you have Jesus inside of you, Jesus will feed you. Amen? Amen. If you doubt me, that last bread in your house, lift it up and say, God bless it and change it. <laughs> listen to me, listen to me. You may not believe it because you don't have enough faith. Jesus, how many of you had, there were times you had your last money? Anybody here? And you thought that that was the end. Are you still here? What happened between that time and now? That is why we call him Jehovah Jireh. The provider. Somebody say, Pastor, and God just provided. That is what I'm talking about. That even though you don't see him, you can see his evidence. May God supply every need. Every need in your life, may he be supplied in the name of Jesus. As you keep going, you discover that there were other miracles that Jesus did. Up to this point, there was no point that it was ever shown that Jesus was the resurrection and the life. He wanted to prove this one point. Why am I saying this? When Jesus was called, he didn't show up immediately. One would have expected that he would have, immediately they say, ah, Jesus, the one you love is sick. Because really, Jesus loved Lazarus. Jesus loved Mary. And Jesus loved Martha. If you read your Bible, it is there. How would Jesus, that so loved you, the one that gave his only son for you, how will he come late? Anybody ask that question? Has anybody ever prayed a prayer that you were expecting that God, if you had shown up, I wouldn't have been kicked out? Anybody here? Am I the only one? Is there anybody here that it was, you, you came to a point that you said, God, if you had shown up just one minute early, one minute early, this situation would not have gone from bad to worse. The reason why Jesus allowed it to happen is to let you know that before now, all your experiences have been, have been restricted and limited to healer, provider, Restorer of joy. You have not seen the resurrection side of him. He must finish that syllabus. I looked at the meaning of Lazarus. It means God as the helper. One that is helped by God. Listen to this. That God did not come the time you needed him did not mean or does not mean that he will not help you. God is the owner of time. He's the restorer of time. He's the redeemer of time. Did it not happen to Ruth? 
God knows the best time to show you fault. The Bible says immediately Jesus heard when they brought the news. Jesus said a statement. This sickness is not unto death. But that the name of the Lord be glorified. So what I'm trying to make you understand is the reason why he didn't show up the time you wanted him. It was because it was not time for glory yet. The reason why God did not give you that admission is that when you become a doctor, that one will not make, it will not make any sense. So he will wait till it will bring glory to him. So he will put your admission on pause. Have you discovered that after a while, when you now see the handwork of God, you will now be able to discover why he did it when he did it. You know something about God? He is the owner of time. You may say, Pastor, my time is going. Things are delaying. Let him answer. May I tell you, when God answers, not only will he answer you, he will answer all your enemies. Stay with me. I want to share with you this morning because of time, four kingdom steps of how to have every miracle in your life that is dead to come back to life. Four kingdoms. I tell you number four. Four. And we're going to use this story of Lazarus. Number one, whenever you are in problem, your first actions in the time of trouble will determine the final outcome. The first things that you do the first steps that you take some people immediately they're in trouble they're looking for somebody else immediately something bad happens to them they call their neighbor what happened to Jesus some people immediately they are sick they look for the medication how about call Jesus so that the medication can work listen to me I didn't say that the medications are not good because if medications are not good and doctors are not good, many of us in our different professions will be jobless. But what I'm trying to make you understand is it is Jesus that even makes the medication to work. Because some people had taken those same medications. Some people went to the same hospital and never came out. Some people took the same steps that you took and nothing happens. So for it to even work out in your favor, it is God that makes it happen. The Bible says that Mary and Martha called Jesus. Never be quick to call somebody for help before you call Jesus. And I looked at something that Mary and Martha did. They did not call their enemy. They called someone that loved them. When you are in trouble, don't allow your troubled circumstance to drive you towards your enemy because your enemy cannot help you. Hear me, hear me. Some people in the time of trouble, evil enemies come. Oh, sorry. Really, their intention is not to really be sorry because they are sorry. They are there to create problems. Make sure you call upon the God who loves you, who gave his only son to you. And I discovered as I was preparing for this message, God told me, it's not like I'm not willing to help my people. Some people are not willing to accept the love of God. Do you, did you hear what I just said? 
if Jesus died for you and you know he loves you, one of the ways to say that you accept his love is to go to him and say, God, I have a problem. Never let your problem drive you away from God. When some people have a problem, they stop coming to church. Is that not counterproductive? No, think about it. The only place that you can get help from is God. So how come in the most difficult moment of your life, you are writing the most important exam in your life, you stop going to the house of God? That is a recipe for disaster. I had a young friend in college then. I still remember that any time in regular time of school, she would never show up in fellowship. When it comes to exam time, this lady will never miss church. Her name was Fejiro. I will never, I, 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 I lie not. Once it is three weeks to exam, she will never miss fellowship. In fact, she shows up before all of us. Guess what? I discovered that this young lady never failed any exam. And we, that come, every time, three weeks to exam, we stop coming to church. Stay with me. And many believers fail. So you know, I asked God, I had to question God one day. As I entered the field to pray, I said, God, why will Fajiro always pass? And we that have been here suffering, he said, you missed the critical moment. The Bible says, call upon me in the what? The time of trouble, we stopped calling. When the semester is not necessary, you kept calling. The moment you need to pass, you stop calling. Jesus did not say, call upon me in the day of trouble if you are holy. He just said, just call upon me in the time of trouble and I will answer. You don't need to pray some beautiful, scintillating, grammar-filled prayer. In the time of trouble, all you just need to do what is call. Tell your neighbor, you must call, you must call, you must call. They called Jesus. They invited Jesus. They said, Jesus, the one you love is sick. The one you love is sick. If you wait till everything is dead before you call Jesus, it will be a funeral service. Did you hear what I said? But if you invite him, when the thing is sick, when he shows up, it will be a resurrection service even though he died. Hear me? Some people, the time they call, is it's too late. But hear this, with Jesus, it doesn't matter whether late or early. He said he's the resurrection and the life. I don't know what is that, that dream, that purpose that has been lost for 40 years. May it come back to life in Jesus' name. Yeah. I said this in my notes. Check this out. I said, sometimes most problems doesn't start like big problems. They start a little problem. Make sure you invite Jesus early into your situation. That time Lazarus is sick is when you should call upon him. Not when everything is dead. Stay with me. So when they called Jesus, yes, when he showed up was when he was dead. But they called him when he was sick. If you rise up to call upon God, he will show up. Never be too arrogant to invite Jesus early into your situation. A lot of people say they got it. Don't got it. Tell your neighbor, you don't need to got it. Okay. Point number two. You must understand and accept that not every negative circumstance that happens in your life is meant for your destruction. 
not every bad thing that happens is meant for your destruction. Romans 8 says, God works all things out for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purpose. So when you are called according to his purpose, even though negative situations happen, God will change you so that it will bring glory to his name. Some of the challenges we face in life are glory producing events. That's why you see Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death. How do you perceive? What is your perspective? When you say, okay, I understand that this negative circumstance is going to destroy me. It will be made manifest by the words that you speak to engage that problem. When bad things happen, when you find yourself in a situation you don't like, the first few words that come out from your mouth is a direct implication or expression of the state of your heart. Hear what Jesus said. Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death. You must learn to attack every situation with God's word. If you are quiet about it, nothing will change. Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death. He didn't say this sickness is unto death. Oh, what will happen? I discovered that when people are in problems, some people say, oh, my marriage is finished. If you say your marriage is finished, your marriage will be finished. If you say I'm a failure, you become a failure. If you say, oh, I, I'm not moving forward in life, you will not move forward in life. So whatever you declare from your mouth, so shall it be. The Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue. You shall eat of the fruits thereof. Tell your neighbor, always prophesy good things about your life. If you say you hate your job or your boss, all of a sudden, the forces of hatred will begin to work against you. Anybody that said they hate their job, all of a sudden, nothing in that job would ever make them like the job. If you say my husband is not good, nothing good will come out from the husband. It is the word of God. Proverbs 18, 20. The Bible says, with the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach shall be satisfied. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. Job 22, verse 28 says, Thou shalt decree it, and it shall be established, and the light of God shall shine upon it. Hear this. So anytime situations happen in your life, make sure you attack it with the word of God. Never be too gentle to accept whatever the devil throws to you. When Jesus said that, the Bible says he waited for two extra days. Like I said, one would have expected that Jesus would have moved immediately. He didn't move. He waited. He wanted to produce glory out of it. Now listen to this. By the time Jesus appeared, the Bible says Martha went to him and said, Jesus, if you had shown up on time, my brother would not have died. You know what Jesus said to her? He said, your brother shall live again. 